It's Tuesday, and I am Uncle Timmy on the Bounce Back Podcast. I'm with LJ and Kat here at State Social House, and we have so much to talk about. We're coming off Juneteenth, yes. celebrating uh, the end of slavery, and I celebrated that with um, a half a bottle of 1942. At Barney's Beanery. You're right. Which is not usually where you find 1942, but they do have it. And Blanton's. And Blanton's. And Vuv. $75 at Vuv. It's a great price. Yep. I and mean, bounce back beer. Bounce back That's beer. what I started with. I don't know. What time did I get out of there last uh, night? Who? I think you went out of there like 10. So right. when I showed up, it was eight. And I was like, Timmy, go home. Why are you even here right now? Uh, like, what is happening? Because eight is way past his bedtime. And I know. The shots were already on the table. I hate myself. <laughs> so that's where it started. Can we talk about why? Can we talk about why you were there? I was on a date. Okay. <laughs> Evidently, I told Katya's date that he was handsome. Like three times. If you put ten men in front of me <laughs> right now and offered me a million dollars in a grocery bag to point out the guy I met last night, impossible. Dream the impossible. Is it? I was Black Hawk down. Is it embarrassing that I went to Barney's Beanery on a date at? On a Monday at 8 p.m. <laughs> it was a holiday. <laughs> I, I got into this <laughs> argument. With holidays, Monday holidays are just an annexation of a Sunday. In my sure. Opinion. So you weren't really on a Monday night. Like, if you go on a cold Monday night, no football game or nothing, it's bad. But there was a <laughs> holiday. If the banks are closed and there's no mail... On a Monday, you're allowed to go anywhere where you want. Because I was there too. <laughs> yeah, but you weren't on a date. <laughs> I was on a. I kind of wasn't. A first date, my God. What's no, wrong that's with a me? rough one. That's a rough one. It's fine. As first dates cool. go, I prefer drinks. No, no, I prefer coffee and lunch. So no, to give them my best, my best impression. They're not ready for the fucking typhoon, typhoon Timmy. A first date. If a guy's like a first date coffee, I'm like. You're broke. <laughs> no, okay. Well, come to lunch. You know, I was supposed to date this girl, Grace. I met at Chaconi's and we just never, we never got it. But it was funny because I met her at Chaconi's and then we had a lot of fun. We drank wine and all that stuff. But then when we were supposed to have the date, a weird thing happened. Her mom got real sick. She had to put her mom in the hospital. And I'm like, I can't date you because if your mom dies, you'll always think about me. <sighs> So oh I just, God. I ghosted her. This is dark. Her. Oh my God. You're kind of a dick. Well, no, I was like, hey, I checked in on her and I was like, hey, I go, I, well, this is a really awkward thing. I, I don't know you really that well. Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen you once in my life. We were supposed to have a date. Monroe. And then your mom got right. sick and went to the hospital and I, and I want your mom to be okay. I guess you never went out with her. So it's like, yeah, I'm like, I, Monroe, what are well, you doing? The worst part is, is like, you know, first date. Oh, what do you do? Like. Look at the drunk guy in the corner at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I do. And she's not on social media. She was interesting <laughs> to me because she's like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I was an actor and now I'm all over social media. She's like, oh, I had to get off that. Yeah. And I was like, why? How weird is that? Oh, my God. And that was just it. But we, because come on, that's, a, <gasps> hey, come on. That's a weird thing, though. Like, if God forbid something bad happened to her mom or mother. Mm hmm and we were like dating, she would always think of me. Monroe. Uh-oh, delivery's here. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> well, okay, this kind of kicks off 
the direction I wanted to go. We're do a little like top five moments in Timmy's life. Give you a little break, but work your. This is good for your brain to work. Okay. Monroe, like, will not stop. Okay. Ah. Uh, bonkers. Hey. Monroe, come here, Quit baby. It. Get over here. Come here, pal. Ah. I know you're protecting us. Come, come here. here. You're protecting us. I know. I know. Come here. I know. All right, or not. It's your house, Bubba. I know. What are the top five worst dates you've ever had? Top five. You don't have to break them. Just like top five worst date moments. It's usually me trying to take somebody down at Craig's and I'm like hammered. Um, Was that your go-to spot? Yeah. I mean, when I was younger too, you know. Uh, God damn it. I, I, I'm afraid because I don't want to. If the person. Oh, you're going to call people out. Okay. I don't want to call this one out. All right. Because I was there with a director buddy of mine and a scouting guy. And I'm like, this chick's pretty hot. And they're like, she's got a pretty face, man, but she's a little bit bigger than you think. And I'm like, Like nah. a shallow how moment? Yeah. And I was like, Remember nah, she ain't big. And they're like, dude, you're drunk as shit. And I'm like, so I'm going to take that down. <laughs> Wait, that's not a date. That's like hooking up in a bar. Well, that's what I did. But I, well, <laughs> then how bad is this? I get her home and I'm so drunk. In the heat of the battle, my soldier would not salute. But I was determined to take this girl down because I told those two guys I did. So the morning that I, I did, we did hook up. We shagged. It was awful. It was probably awful for her. And then I run into her at Pavilions, and she lost a shitload of weight. and didn't, I didn't even recognize her. And she said, hey, Tim. Yeah. And she's like, hey. And I'm like, what's up? <laughs> and she's like, do you remember me? And I'm like... No. <laughs> She's like, Craig's yoga? Uh, oh, I'll go, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll go, you look fantastic. She did look fantastic, but it was pretty awkward. So did you go out with her? Never again. Nope. That's not a date. She said, call me. I, well, because I don't think I even remember any dates <laughs> that I've been on. Oh, my God. Have you ever been down to a bar on a date? Ooh. I'm trying to think about a date right now. Like, I can't think of one date of any of these girls that I've ever been with. It's always go to the bar and get drunk. Well, that's, isn't that a date? I don't know. I mean, I wasn't drunk yeah, last night. Bar that you always go to, then it's not a date. What about me? <laughs> was last night not a date for me? See, I don't think I've had, I haven't had any bad dates. It usually goes well with me. Yeah, No matter me where I go, to be honest. Me too. But I, I, I do prefer Chaconi's wine in the day. Well, I mean, I, I, I can I can I can drop some names right now. I don't want to do it. Well, because otherwise it's a bad situation. It's like an eight o'clock date is not going to happen for Tim Bader. No, like, at all. But a Wednesday, Wednesday, three Chaconis, o'clock, one p.m. sex at three p.m. That's hilarious. There to we me. go. On a, like someone is just grinding a nine to five <laughs> and this guy's getting some honey on a stinger on hump day. Everyone listening to this podcast hates you right now. I, I, I know, I know. Well, I'm so hammered. Listen, this is when I was a younger man. I'm an old man now. I mean, I can have like a stroke if I have sex. Jesus. <laughs> this is way back in the day. This is uh, sponsored by Advil and Viagra. Nah, no. And bounce back. Wait, yeah, listen, and bounce back. One of, one of the greatest moments of my life <clears throat> was leaving my job. I've worked since I was 13. I've worked in delis, 
I've worked in pizza pl- parlors, ice cream shops, bakeries. I've done it all. I worked. And when I got out here at 22, I worked for a travel agent, Jim McGorry, Map Marketing, the greatest opportunity God gave it to me. But when I was financially sound enough to quit a job, it was the most romantic time in my life. And before COVID, there was a movie theater called The Dome, the Cinerama Dome. Mm-hmm. And I would go at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday to watch movies because I could fucking do it. Yeah. That was a big, if you want a top five moment, that was like a moment. What Not, are, what's the top five career moments for you so far? Well, that's Picking so, up bounce back beer. Bounce back beer. Well, I, I'll say the whole purple banter thing is ascending a lot quicker than I thought. And I've, I've told this story a million times where you guys sit me down and you're like, we think we can monetize you. You have this podcast. And then I was, this kid's unbelievable. This is like it's the loudest fucking, podcast we've I cannot had. tell you the diarrhea that is shaking in my head with this fucking hangover and this noise is preposterous. You just have no fucking idea. <laughs> Fuck. I can't even think. It's like so much noise happening. It's unbelievable. And it's like, it's a Tuesday. It's not Monday. But at any rate, the thing I say that about you guys that I love, first of all, you're good people, honorable people, people that you can trust, but you work your fucking asses off. And we're here at this podcast. We're doing it again. This, this could be the worst one. <laughs> I haven't showered. I smell like a wet cat. I have dog hair. hair. I I slept in this outfit. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. It's a fucking goddamn disaster. (laughs) Um, God, I, when you say what moments in my life, there's been so many record deals, but all of them have failed. I mean, Paul Barucha got me a hosting gig. Where for three weeks I made sixty thousand dollars. We shot eight episodes, live studio audience, the messengers. I did promos for Time magazine. I did promos for Entertainment Weekly. I started to like believe my own press. And after the first episode, my agent Paul said, "I hope you cash that check because this show ain't going." Top. It, it was the creepiest show of yeah, right? Yeah. Creepiest show of twenty whatever. Twenty so, two thousand oh six. I mean, here's another brutal one. I mean, my if my lawyer Steve was here. I got signed and dropped by more record labels than you could possibly imagine. So I never was good at showcasing. You know what a showcase is for a rock band? Yeah. They set up a bar in the day, no one's there, and you play your music. That's so people awkward. People with their arms folded stare at you. I realized that I'm, I, I was not good you need, at that. You need energy. Yeah. yeah. So when they would see me at the House of Blues, 1,000 people, then they're like, fuck, this is great. But so, that is a good test because you're like, sometimes the audience just kind of sucks. Yeah. And you I, still have to. It was just tough. It. I mean, my brother Matt and I talk about it all the time. Like we never felt comfortable in front of people. Like it just was awful. And so one time we go, we meet Tony Berg who produced one of the, uh, my favorite records, uh, the, with the replacements and he's an A and R guy for A and M records. So we go into his office. He hears it. He's like, dude, I think I can, you want to play? I'm like, no, I don't want to play. I just want to hang out. We'll hang out. He's like, I think I can produce your record. I'm like, great. He's like, how about a quarter of a million dollar advance, two album deal, and I produce and engineer the first record. I go, I'm in. 
I forget Ashley and Cooper were their last names, owned A&M Records or ran it, <clears throat> came in, gave us beers, gave us Rolling Stones CDs. Congratulations, you're signed. That's Friday. I mean, I partied Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, I'm supposed to get the long-form contract. It doesn't get there. I call Sessa. He's like, yeah, I don't know what's going on, dude. Tuesday morning, he calls me. He goes, he goes I don't know what you did in your past life. He goes, Ashley and Cooper got fired. They're no longer Tony Berg, gone. They're no longer with A&M. Matt Serletic from Collective Soul wants to see you showcase. And Steve goes, it doesn't matter how good or bad you are. You're already part you're of done. the old regime and you're, you're done. You're dropped. So we do this showcase for Matt Serletic. He's like, I don't get it. And that was the end of it. I mean, barbaric, dude. But how is this the best moment? <laughs> oh, no. Well, I mean, it felt good because he got that elusive record deal. You know? Then I signed, like, publishing deals and bullshit like that. I guess the best deal was signing with commercial talent, who I've been with <clears throat> since fucking 2000. You know, that whole Howard Stern thing. And, like, I, I didn't even understand that you could audition to be a commercial actor. In fact, now I'm digressing and going down a rabbit hole. I'm here with Rowan Bowen. That's Mark Bowen from the band T-Rex's son. Row and I used to run around here when it was Red Rock. He was in a band and I was in a band. And we're T-Rex's son is like that's a real thing. Yeah, Mark Bowen, Rowan Bowen. Rowan Bowen and the <laughs> Brothers Bounce. It's unreal. It's a two, yeah, it's unreal. I mean, he wrote the song 20, 20th Century Boy for for Row. So we're here when it's the Red Rock. And there's a fucking actor strike because there's a writer strike and there's about to be an actor strike right. right now. Now, this is where I have no idea of acting. I just, I'm here. Everyone acts. I take classes, whatever. Some Japanese guy comes up to us and says, <clears throat> speaks very broken English. We're shooting a Diet Coke commercial and you guys look like rock stars. Will you come to Culver City with us right now and audition? And I'm like, at night? At night. It's like fucking 10 o'clock at night here. <clears throat> I go, Ro. That sounds like they're going to like kill you in an alley. It was nuts. Yeah. So Ro goes, Ro is like so fucking, he's like a hippie. He's like, yeah, man, we'll go. So we're in Culver City. He's, Ro's playing the bass. I'm playing the guitar behind a green screen. We're doing all this shit. And they're like, you're fucking hired. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's 10 p.m. So Crystal Blue was the Yep, I remember. Oh, wait, I, I, I. I was thinking Pepsi Blue. Remember in that oh, no. Crystal Pepsi? Well, this was a this was, oh, a, this was a Japanese Diet Coke commercial, non-union, shot at Ventura. Roe and I are in this commercial, and the star is this beautiful Japanese girl that was kind of like a, a, an MTV VJ. Yeah. And I remember we're I, like I have no idea what I'm overacting and just I have no fucking idea. But I got fifteen hundred bucks for the day, and at that point, fifteen hundred bucks meant a lot. This has got to be like 2000. Did you get um, residuals? No, no, it was just a buyout. But I remember all the actors were like, you guys are scabs. And I'm going, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> you crossed the picket. I had no idea. So that was my first job per se as acting. And I mean, I wasn't really acting. I was playing music, which I did anyway. But yeah, then, then the Howard Stern thing happened. You didn't look for uh, your Diet Coke commercial when you were in Japan a couple weeks ago? You know what's fucked up? I, I haven't even thought about it. But it, it did run, that little fucker. I mean, it was on the internet. It, and it was good. I mean, was, you're already famous in Japan after a couple weeks ago. So, oh, God. Jesus. They're, someone's going to find that commercial. We really, wait, do you think Tomo can find that commercial? Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking Tomo. 
That'd be awesome. That poor bastard. I told Steve, I said, don't fly that guy here. He does not want to fucking do it. And I talked to him and I said, how are you doing? He's like, ah, two, 12 hours economy. I'm very oh, tired. I'm very tired. Like how, he was down. How down. long is he staying in America? He's in Miami now. I, I know, but how long? I don't know, man. I, he wants to go home. I, I talked to him. He like, he's like, I don't want to go to America. <laughs> I, go, I get it. I didn't want to go to Japan. <laughs> Here we are. But he, he, he went to sleep. I mean, it was bizarre to be at the UFC Apex. You guys were there. You shot there. And see these two Japanese dudes that I just met randomly. I mean, that was kind of bonkers. I'm like, have no idea why they're there. You know. Um, the show is sponsored by BetterHelp. One of my favorite characters, Ferris Bueller, said, life moves pretty fast, and if you don't stop to take a look around, you could miss it. A lot of people compare me to an adult Ferris Bueller. I spread myself super thin. Uh, I find myself sometimes being too accommodating, um, not sticking up for my own boundaries, and just kind of burning myself out. You know, I'm a pretty generous person, and sometimes I just forget to be generous to myself. Uh, I've been in and out of therapy and it's fantastic to talk to a licensed therapist that can just give you a different perspective because we're caught in this rat race of life and we don't really see how we're living it. And just to sit with somebody, even if it's for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 or an hour and just get a different perspective, maybe some different directions, just advice on how to simplify your life and really enjoy it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible. It's going to be suited around your schedule. So all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with licensed therapists and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash name drop to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash name drop. Um, I want top five moments that Timmy went nuclear. Well, the best the best sporting moment was being in the locker room at Dodger Stadium. When oh, I mean nuclear, like mad. Oh, I can't remember. I go, I black out when I get temper tantrums. <laughs> like I don't remember. I mean, maybe the fucking wallet. When I lost the wallet, that was pretty rough. <laughs> you know, on my Adderall days, my temper tantrums were fucking historic. Because the paranoia would come in. Yeah. No, but the loss of the wallet was bad. I lost my phone. Everyone watched the Bob Mennery Timmy episode, if you haven't, to reference the wallet. Which was just... Shit show. I can't believe it. I still never... You got nuclear on Conley, right? On Kevin Conley? Yeah. You did? Uh, nah, I don't know. Kev went nuclear on me. <laughs> what does that look like? Because he... I. This was... I don't care. I'll say it right now. Bob... Kevin was responsible for paying my salary and Bob Mennery did not inform Kevin of that. So then I go, Bob, pay me because Kevin paid you. He's like, it's not my responsibility, bro. Kevin's got to do it. And I go, well, okay, Kev, you going to pay me? He's like, well, I paid Bob. And I'm like, well, who's on first here? How are me and Lauren Sesselman getting fucking paid? And I go, dude, just fucking pay me the money. So I had to send him a letter to sue him oh, fuck. to get it cooking and Bob paid half my salary and Kevin paid half my salary, which was half my salary. 
I was due 25,000. I got 7,500 from each of them. Oh, shit. But Kev. And you all were the biggest podcast in sports at that time. Yeah. Dude, Kevin and I, Kev begged me to get Bob to reconsider. And I, I, I couldn't do it. I mean, Bob was just unreasonable. He, like, first of all, I say this all the time. The Ripper Magoo podcast was monster. It was, and I do tip my hat to Bob Menery. His reach on A-list celebrities is like none other. But Kevin had a great studio, great production. He had an incredible engineer, Kevin from Audio Lives. And we are killing it. Now, Kevin is almost looked at as a laughing stock for signing Bob. It was a ballsy move. He advanced him 150K. This is an unproven talent social media star. But Kev looks like a fucking genius. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not, like at first, it's like, dude, you're signing this guy. This guy's a fucking joke. Kev's like, I, there's something there. There's something there. I remember Kevin. There's something there. He sees it in Johnny Cosmo, too. And the guy's been in the entertainment industry forever. So you got to give Kevin some respect. So we start killing it. And it was, here's 150000 bucks, And then I recoup the money. And then we split 50-50, which I think is a fucking fantastic deal. Kevin does all the work. Bob just has to get the guests and show up. So then... Kevin, Bob fights him and goes, I want 60-40. Kev goes, fine. We continue. We have all, it was just killing him. Then Bob goes, dude, I want 90-10. Kevin goes, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> he goes, the 10% won't cover the cost of the production. Bob's like, fuck it, dude, I'm out. This is why I always get mad at Scott and Steiny. They're like, dude, you are the talent. You should leave. We can do Zap the podcast. What's fucking tanked? And I, Kevin goes, dude, we already have a million dollars in ad revenue ready to go for season two with you and Lauren Sesselman. And Sesselman was great. For whatever reason, that threesome worked. And I bet, and Kevin's like, you got a reason with Bob. And I'm like, Bob, this is the most successful, effortless, creative thing I've ever been a part of. And now it can be. A, a waterfall of cash. I'm begging you as my friend, dude, as a mentor, whatever. We got to do season two. He's like, no, fuck that. Fuck them. The fuck this other. Done. <laughs> then he's in a hotel in London for a month doing Zapped and <laughs> Tankadelphia. And you guys know it's, t- it's tough to put the toothpaste back in the tube, man. We had it cooking. Yeah. And, you know, and, and now, you know, he's hanging in there, but we were like on fire, dude. The get, and then COVID hit, which we could have had every A-list guest ever. Via Zoom, yeah. Here, via Zoom or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You like that box? That's going to ship two cases of bounce back beer to Nashville. Legally. Southwest, help me with that. I carried an empty box all around the Red Rock <laughs> and Southwest just to give it to Katya. <laughs> she got a fucking empty box. So I have to check this box? Check it in. I have to check this box and Delta's going to be cool with that. Yep. I'm telling you. Positive Delta is going to be cool. They told me, listen, I was, this is where sometimes I'm the best. I had a backpack of beer and I said to the guy, I think his name was Joe. I was like, dude, I don't know if this is legal to take on the plane. If it's, I don't want to create any problems. This was in Vegas last week. Yeah. Southwest. I go, this beer, I need to bring it to the Red Rock because this, the, the brewing company needs to see the product. I go, I don't have any intentions of drinking it. If you can't do it, I can put it right back in my car. And then they bring over a supervisor. 
and there's a huge committee and I'm just sitting there and the woman goes all right we can ship wine and beer and in there they took the four packs broke them off put them in airtight bags in an individual well four in a thing and then that's a waxed box so if it exploded nothing would get wet or anything and I go, I can't believe this. This is like, I go, I mean, I posted. Look at all the said, fragile yeah, Southwest. stickers on it. Yeah, I mean, there was, those beers were perfect when I got them. They put it underneath? Yeah, they yeah. put it underneath. So she said, you should recycle this if you ever have to ship your beer anywhere. And I said, <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, going to Nashville in two weeks, and this one's checking it in. <laughs> I like how I'm checking it in. You're the boss. Come on. <laughs> I'm going on Saturday to take my chick for a birthday. Uh, it'll all be gone. That's true. Yeah. If, yeah. It's better for, listen, yeah. come on. That's I true. mean, I lose wallets and phones and things. It's better. How many beers does that box fit? It held 16 very comfortably. Okay. So that's good to know. Well, I can pack it at home. Yeah. And bring it. yeah. So do you want to let everyone know what we're doing next week and why I'm bringing 16 beers to Nashville, Tennessee? Taylor. Taylor who? Taylor Lewin. Luan. Luan. <laughs> Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay Luan. Bussin', we're bussing with the boys. Bounce back and bussing with the boys. I can't wait, dude. I talked to him in Vegas. I'm fired up. It, it's going to be a big party. He said there's going to be a ton of football players, tons of comedians, fucking musicians and shit. Because I, I was like, dude, I'm just, I'm happy. He's like, I can't compete in the beer Olympics because I was on, I was hopefully going to get a commercial, which I didn't. So he's like, dude, we already made the teams. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to be there. I'm going to drink. I'm going to bet on these teams. Oh, you're going to bet on the teams? Fuck yeah. You can bet on them? Well, yeah, I can bet sideways. Who are you betting? Steve. Steve will show. Is Steve coming? I hope. He said he was. But, oh, you know, my God. Who knows with that guy? Oh, my God. That's but I, I can't wait. It's, and the other thing is crazy. It's just at his house. Like he's inviting all these that. people in, <laughs> to his home. I'm excited. He's, he's all right. Those, those guys, their energy is the best, man. I love those dudes. Yeah, they're great. They're, yeah, I'm fired up. It. What are they going to play? Flip the cup and like yeah. beer pong and shit? Beer pong. I've never been to Nashville. I'm excited. To I just haven't be, either. And I heard they, that Nashville brunches harder than anybody in the country. And I'm a big brunches. brunch guy. I'm a big brunch guy. I love like, brunch. Like there's all, like Naomi was like, she gave me like a dozen bars in Nashville that are like for brunch. And I'm like, oh my god, this is so much excitement. So we Nashville has to be the next place that we expand to for yeah, bounce back beer, for sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, for sure. Well, you got to get Vegas. We're in Stations Casino. That's a big deal. It is. When that happens, we're gonna be in Vegas a lot because we have to go to all these different casinos and all these different bars and promo it. It'll be good. It's going to be a thing. And then tomorrow we'll do the promos for Smitty's and everybody. I like that. Just, yeah. Just you drive my ass around. Driving Mr. Daisy. Yeah. Driving it's, Mr. Bader. Right, yeah. And then we'll do it because then I can drink. And then you, <laughs> you know what else? We should get some soft pretzels. Okay. We love this. We love hey, soft Shappy soft pretzels. Shappy, I'm giving you a free plug, dude. <laughs> They're at that diamond bakery. You're so good. It's amazing. You're so good. Then we have to start early. Yeah. All right. Well, no, I'll be, I'm probably going to be in bed about 3 p.m. today. Perfect. I'm dead. Perfect. I am absolutely wiped out. That 1942. I think I'm probably still shit-faced. That checks out. You know what I mean? You have like, dog hair all over you. I'm in the shower. I'm in the shower. <laughs> I smell so. I smell. I smell so bad. I've had this shirt on for three days. I I put oh this God. shirt on in Vegas, and now it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. My cleaning lady. She was like. She looked at me with such disdain. <laughs> 
just like, what do you just do, dude? Just get drunk. Oh, mucho cerveza. <laughs> I mean, just a dirty dog. I love dirty, it. Dirty, dirty dog. LJ, do you have any other questions that we can dive into today? No. Yeah, I'm just hungover. Listen, I'm just like everybody else, man. I got a rough day. I'm sure a lot of people are at their jobs today hungover. They got a little over their skis yesterday. Nobody, it was just a new holiday we're celebrating, and boy. I mean, this <laughs> I is going to come out Thursday, but yes. I celebrated this Juneteenth holiday like it, it was big. <laughs> it was big. Right, so we all got over our skis, you know. Someone's got a case of the Mondays, but it's the Tuesdays. But it's Tuesdays. I mean, I'm, I have the bar sweats. I had acid <laughs> dreams. I had the worst dreams ever. What's an acid dream? When you're detoxing, like you have nightmare dreams, like your ex-girlfriend's getting gangbanged by a football team or your mom. It's just the fucking worst shit ever. I've never had one of these dreams. You've never had that fucking acid dreams? Oh my God, it's the worst. You're getting killed or everybody you care about is getting killed. It's part of detoxing from alcoholism. Jesus. I'm telling you, you get the cold sweats and I'm just like, like, is that my ex-girlfriend that's just banging the Raiders? (laughs) And I'm like, wake up, wake up. (laughs) You've never had the detox acid dreams. Oh God, they're the worst. I've had dreams that I mean like chase, but I don't think it has anything to do with alcohol or like, I think it's just a normal. Oh no, no, no. Situation. No, no. Look at these stars on Mars here. I can't, these, these buses that, that take you the tours on sunset. I just, they're unreal. The TMZ tip us. I, I just can't tell you. They stop right here. Like, what is what is this here? State social house, and then yeah, but they like they stop in front of Coffee Bean. Like, what is historic about this? Uh, yeah, Tower I guess. Re- but maybe is there something behind like behind there the bus? There has to be. Is there something like? Chad, is there something? Spago. So you think that's why they're stopping yeah. there? Okay. The TMZ bus stops and they all look. Yeah, they look upstairs because Spago is not there anymore, right? Why it's, did Spago close? It's been closed for 30 years. It's an art gallery now, right? No, it's not. There's no parking. That's why it has to be open. Oh. There's no parking at all. There was a club, though, for a while, right? Yeah, Spago. That's what went I fucking love this foursome. I love you guys, dude. I'm hungover and I'm feeling schmoopy. But how the fuck did we get from November? Chad, it's for you. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'm tapping out. Happy Thursday. I haven't eaten anything in two days. <laughs>